Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, coming back to bring you some more scary stories to tell in the dark. Good evening, everyone, and I'm sure you're enjoying your Memorial Day weekend. I'm recording this right smack in the middle of the weekend, just in time to get another episode to you before the month of May ends, 2022. So far, it's been a good year for me, and I hope it has been for you, despite all the craziness in the world. And I thank you for tuning in. As always, I want to invite you to... Visit my website, myhaunteddolls.com. I've got a great store out there with all of my books that I've written. Please be sure to go out there and take a look at those. And if you're interested, buy yourself an autographed copy today. And I'll get that shipped right out to you. I also have merchandise out there such as coffee mugs, bumper stickers, car tags, and baseball caps with the MyHauntedDolls.com brand on each one. So if you're interested, go check those out. Also, be sure to go see my YouTube channel. You can follow the link on the website or find it on YouTube, My Haunted Dolls, where you can watch my videos. There's spirit box evidence. There are video evidence captures out there, photos and even some story videos. But there's also a live show I do every Tuesday night with Abnormal Alabama, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time, live on YouTube, and it's archived, so you can go back and watch them. Be sure to give my YouTube channel a like and subscribe, and do the same for Abnormal Alabama. So tonight, I have some stories that kind of deal a little bit with bravery. In fact, the first story I have for you here is about a young girl who is challenged to see how much she can take when it comes to being terrified. This story is called Fearless Girl. There was a girl named Mary who was not afraid of anything. Everyone who knew her called her Fearless Mary. Her father was a farmer and she worked for him doing chores around the house. One dark and windy night, her father was drinking with a few of his friends, the blacksmith and the village, the village grave digger. Before long, they ran out of alcohol and asked Mary to go down to the local pub to buy another bottle. Ah, you can't send that slip of a little girl out on a night like this, 
said one of the men. She'll be too frightened. My daughter isn't afraid of anything in this world, living or dead, her father said. Isn't that right, Mary? That's right, Mary replied, as she put on her coat and ventured out into the dark night. Half an hour later, she came back with the bottle. The men opened it and had another few drinks. After a while, her father took out some money and slapped it down on the table. I bet you can't come up with a task that Mary won't do, he said. I know something she won't do, said the blacksmith. I bet she won't go down to the cemetery and go into the dead house and bring us back a skull bone. All right, said the farmer, you're on. He called Mary out of the kitchen and told her about the bet and what they wanted her to do. Without a word, Mary put on her coat and ventured out into the dark night again. It was cold and dark, and the wind was rattling the trees. She walked down the long and winding lane that led to the churchyard. She opened the cemetery gate and made her way to the dead house. She skipped down the stone steps and pushed the heavy wooden door. It opened with a loud creak, and Mary stepped inside. As her eyes adjusted to the darkness, she was able to make out her surroundings. The whole room stank of earth and mold and death. It was also full of bones. Arm bones, leg bones, shin bones, shoulder bones, hip bones, spine bones, finger bones, and skull bones. They were strewn across the floor, stacked on shelves, and piled high against the walls. Mary made her way into the middle of the room, carefully stepping over the bones. She strained her ears to listen, but all she could hear was the echo of her own footsteps in the eerie silence. She bent down to pick up one of the grinning skulls. All of a sudden, she heard a disembodied voice say, Leave that alone. That's my mother's skull bone. Mary stopped and looked around, but she could not see anyone. She bent down to pick up a different skull, but she heard the voice say, Leave that alone. That's my father's skull bone. Mary put the skull down and picked up yet another one. 
she heard the voice say, Leave that alone. That's mine. Mary shouted back, Father or mother, sister or brother, I must have a skull bone and that's all there is to it. Then she grabbed a skull and walked out of the dead house, slamming the door behind her. She turned the key in the lock, but as she was leaving, she heard something or someone banging on the door and screaming and screeching and making an awful racket. Clutching the skull tightly to her chest, the young girl hurried up the stone steps, back through the cemetery gates, up the long and winding road, and back up to her father's farm. When she reached the home, Mary plopped the skull down on the table in front of her father and the blacksmith and said, There's your skull bone. The two men all stared at her in amazement. The grave digger was nowhere to be seen. Wait a minute, said her father's friend, grinning and shivering at the same time. Didn't you hear anything in the dead house, Mary? Yes, she replied. Some fool of a ghost called out to me and said, Let that be, that's my mother's skull bone, and let that be, that's my father's skull bone. But I told him straight up, Father or mother, sister or brother, I must have a skull bone, so I took one and there it is. She looked at the surprised faces of the two men in the flickering firelight. What happened then? her father asked. As I was going away, I locked the door behind me, she said. I heard the stupid ghost screaming and screeching and hollering like a mad thing. The blacksmith and the miller looked at each other and got to their feet. That was the grave digger, Mary, her father said. He wanted to win the bet, so he went down to the churchyard and hid in the dead house to give you a scare. He must have been scared out of his wits when you left him all alone with the bones. So they all raced down to the churchyard and rushed through the cemetery gates. When they came to the dead house, they jumped down the steps, unlocked the door to the dead house, and peered inside. Unfortunately, they were too late. They found the grave digger lying on the ground, surrounded by bones. He was stone dead, and there was a look of horror on his face. That's what comes of hiding to frighten a poor little girl, said the farmer, shaking his head sadly. So Mary's father had won the bet, and the blacksmith handed over the money. When she saw this, Mary snatched the money out of her father's hand. I'm the one who fetched the skull, so that money is mine by rights, she said. 
Her father did not argue with her. Soon the story about Mary and the dead house spread around the area. Everyone was aware of her bravery and her daring, and her fame spread for miles and miles around. And that was a good story of bravery, although it didn't come out so good for that grave digger, did it? (laughs) But that's what you get for trying to frighten little girls. And now for the next story of this episode. Another great one. This one is a spooky legend about a brave young man who who meets a stranger on All Saints' Eve. This one is called Blue Hands. In the little town of Walamo in Spain, it was the night of all saints. This was the dreaded eve when the paths of the dead and the living are said to cross. On this night, it is believed that the dead rise from their graves and walk the earth, while mortal men pay their respects by keeping on their guard and remaining indoors. Instead of being at home, a brash young man named Jose Manuel was walking around the town. He had no fear of ghosts and scoffed at the old legends, saying that it was all a hoax and men were foolish to be afraid of things they had never seen. Jose and his friend Esteban were rivals in love, both vying for the affections of one pretty girl in their village. On the night of all saints, Jose made a bet with his friend. They agreed that if Jose was brave enough to stay out all night and not return to his house before dawn, Esteban would have to give up his pursuit of the girl. Jose was determined to win the bet, and his bravery and recklessness knew no bounds. At about 4 a.m., he was walking through the town square when he spotted a man lurking in the shadows. The stranger was pale and thin and dressed in a long, stylish black coat. His collars were drawn up around his face, obscuring his features. As Jose Manuel passed by, The stranger called out to him in a very polite voice and asked if he knew the way to La Serna. The night was quiet and Jose was bored, so he told the man that the town he was looking for was not very far from Huelamo and offered to show him the way. The stranger readily agreed and together 
they set off on their journey. They traversed the empty streets of the town, passed through the deserted lanes, until they finally found themselves on the desolate, rocky road that led to Lacerna. Throughout all this time, the stranger did not utter a single word, and Jose was becoming a little uneasy. He did not dare to break the ominous silence that hung over them. The man exuded an odd, unearthly presence. As they were passing by a place known as the Alto de la Horca, Jose happened to steal a glance at his companion and was shocked by what he saw. For a moment, he thought his eyes must be deceiving him. Underneath the man's cloak, it seemed as if he could make out a very faint blue flame covering his fingers. That's impossible, he told himself. It must be some kind of strange optical illusion caused by the light of the moon. Or perhaps exhaustion is taking its toll on my mind and causing me to imagine things. Despite his uneasiness, he refocused his attention on the dark road. They continued to walk, following the path in mutual silence. However, Jose could not help but still another glance at his companion. When he did, he realized with horror that the blue flames were now engulfing the man's hands and feet. Instead of disappearing, the effect had been increasing, and there seemed to be no rational explanation for it. For the first time in his life, Jose was experiencing real fear. His mind began working overtime in order to come up with a plan. He stopped suddenly and told the stranger that he needed to go to the toilet and could not hold it any longer. Wait right here, said Jose, trying to hide his terror. I'll be back in a moment. Very well, replied the stranger in a commanding voice. I will allow it, but do not take long. You had better be back before you hear three claps. I dislike waiting. Clap, 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 and no more. Jose ran behind a clump of bushes by the side of the road. There he heard the first clap. Hidden by the darkness, he waited until the stranger was not looking and took off running. Dashing down the road at high speed, he did not dare look back. In the distance, he heard a second clap. By the time he reached the village, he heard a third clap. Turning around, he realized that the stranger was hot on his heels. His feet were not moving. He was just gliding through the air 
and gaining quickly on Jose. The flaming blue hands were reaching out to grab him. Jose was so startled, he let out a scream and began to run even faster. When he reached his house, he ran inside and slammed the door behind him. Within seconds, he heard a loud bang as the malevolent entity collided with the door of his home. Exhausted and terrified, Jose dropped to the floor and listened as the thing outside began banging and scraping at the door. Then he heard a growling voice say, This time your feet have saved you, otherwise I would have drunk your blood. After all was calm, lying on the floor, Jose fell into an uneasy sleep. The next morning, when the sun rose, Jose awoke to hear the laughter of children coming from the street. He wondered if what he had experienced the night before had all just been a nightmare. When he looked outside, he noticed two blue handprints seared into the wood of the front door. Never again would Jose Manuel leave his house for any reason. He became a shut-in and lived in fear that the man with blue hands would come back to drink his blood. He spent the rest of his days a virtual captive in his own home. Everyone thought he was crazy, and not one person ever believed his story, were it not for those blue handprints seared into the door to this day. Well, my friends, be sure to keep that story in mind next time you have a hankering to venture out into the dark night and the wee hours of the morning. You never know what or who you might come across, no matter how brave you might be. I hope you enjoyed these good, scary, spooky stories, and I hope you enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Once again, I want to invite you to go to MyHauntedDolls.com and check out my store while supplies last. Go out and subscribe to My Haunted Dolls on YouTube and give Abnormal Alabama a subscribe. And when you go to bed tonight, be sure to lock those doors and windows. Turn out all the lights so no one can see you from outside. But be sure to still... Have a happy haunting. Ha <laughs> ha.